Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning, good morning, all. So welcome to Blog Talk Radio. We are officially back. It's been awesome. We've had the 30-minute flips going on. We've had time to do tons of interviews, take peeks around the league with myself, Kaz. I'm back. We've got our co-host, Mike. And we even have a new addition. So we have our sound engineer this year, Mr. Mike White, and he'll also be chiming in on quite a few controversial topics around the NFC North and the NFL. So good morning, guys. Good morning, good morning. I'm here, I think. <laughs> Me too, I'm here. Thank you. Y'all so enthused, like, come on, try to get. I, I feel like <laughs> they're <laughs> waiting on this. Well, I, thought I, thought I was here. Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing today? Uh, y'all, y'all know my voice. I'm gonna say something crazy. I'm gonna get y'all awake, even though we don't have football to watch today. This is this is UR's football uh, helping for this week. I'm so glad our training is up also today. So what's up? So we've got training camp, which kicked off this past week, this weekend. So a lot of training camps are in day three, and so we're gonna start with Mike's favorite team. And that's the Bears. Since we are here in Chicago, we've been able to take a really close look at what's been going on in training camp. We've talked about in our morning meetings and all throughout the week, everything that the Bears needed to address and things that we're looking forward to seeing once the season starts. So, Mike, I will let you go ahead and kick that off. Um, As a Bears fan, I'm loving that we're fighting each other in practice. People are like, why are you loving that your team's fighting each other? It means they're awake, they're ready, they're ready to hit people. Defense wants to get the stink off of them from last year. No more being the worst running defense in the NFL. No more of Chris Kant, um, oh, I mean Chris Conti, being burned on every play. All right, no well, I'm trying more. to call no more of Mel Tucker being forced to run an old defense. The defense wants to get that stink off of them. And there were, I mean, a lot of things. I mean, there were tons of injuries last season, tons of just really unexpected injuries that we saw definitely around the league in preseason, but it really affected the Bears' style of play. And then another thing was Mel Tucker is actually going to get to run his own program this year. So we will be on Mel Tucker watch as defensive coordinator. Yeah, because there was a lot of Bears fans that said, why did you keep him? And then some Bears fans was like, I understand why you kept him. Well, whether it was a good idea or a bad idea, he knows he's under the microscope this season. Uh, yeah, we're going to find out. Another big well, you know, thing which, like, go ahead, go ahead. And I was going to say, well, you know, especially with the way the defense is, you know, getting ready to size up, you got the secondary with their issues. You know, and I know everybody picks on Chris Conte a lot because of that one specific play, but the bottom line is it is a team effort. If the defense can't really pull it together, like you said, and shake that stink off of them, you know, we could very well be disappointed again if they can't get it together. So I'm really looking forward to seeing exactly, you know, how they how they overcome the adversity of last year with all the injuries. They've got Peanut back, you know, Briggs is back this year. 
you know. So I think, mm. you know, like you said, I love fighting in practice, man. We used to do it every day in college, <laughs> you know, and, and it lets you know that everybody's ready, you know, that the competition fever is high as it should be, you know, and, and you know, it's like you, it's, it's job time. You know, those that want to work will show up and they're going to work their bust off, and those that don't, well, you know, they'll be sitting on the sideline, they'll be put on the pup list. We'll see how it goes. And that's 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 truly across the league. That's that's with every team. But it's just sort of nice. We got to see a change offensive wise last year, which also threw a couple people for a loop because the Bears have always been deeply rooted as one of these toughest, strongest defensive guided teams for like ever. So to see the offense really shine last year, even when Cutler got hurt, which we're going to talk about that, when Cutler got hurt, (laughs) you know, got to see McCown and we got to see Alshon. And, I mean, we really got to see what the offensive weapons were looking like. So I think this year for the defense, if the defense is able to step up to the plate, Mel Tucker has something in place to put them back on point. They got nice young legs. They got a couple veterans, of course. They stole one of my favorite players from one of my favorite teams. But it was time for them to make a transition, so I'll give them that. They got Jared <laughs> Allen. I love Jared Allen. I will never throw his jersey out. He signed it for me. It's awesome. But that, that was a really strong key pickup on the defensive side of the ball for them, especially losing Julius Peppers, who is still in the comfortable. we got a lot to talk about today. So, I think Nell can pull it off. I think this defense is getting everything. They're crossing their teams. They're dotting their eyes. They know what they've got to do. They heard all the stories. They watched where they ended up last season. They watched where their ranking ended up last season. So I think there's just that adrenaline is flowing, and I think we're going to see a pretty good defense. I don't know if they'll be yeah, right, but I think they're going to be pretty good. I think we have uh, two sides of the ball that have – you have leaders on the team, and we have vocal leaders. Like the the leaders of the defense are Peanut Tillman and Lance Briggs, but the vocal leader looks like it's going to be Jared Allen. And the leaders on the offense are probably Brandon Marshall and Jay Cutler, but the vocal leader is Martellus Bennett. And I think the vocal leaders will be uh, something that we will notice this year. So I'm going to keep an eye on Martellus Bennett and and uh, and Jared Allen because they will they will basically bring the fire to make make sure everybody's awake every Sunday. We have to see. I, I got faith in him. I mean, Jared's bringing the fire now. Like he showed up at camp almost like it was his first time in camp ever. Loved his optimism. Love that he likes where he is, and I think we're going to see some spectacular plays from him as we've seen as a Viking and as a Chiefs. Going to miss him as a Viking, but you know. So I've got. I I don't think the Bears are being put in a really high category. Like people are expecting them to steal some pretty big shoes and go pretty far this season, especially with the money they slapped on the table for Cutler, which has a lot of question marks coming out the top of my head. So, Mike, maybe you like that. All right, Hubert. Hubert, you're not I, allowed um, to have weird statements over your head. <laughs> I had to because I didn't really want that to come out of my mouth. So that, <laughs> okay. Okay, Hubert. <laughs> and, and, yes, you have to be of a certain age to understand what I'm talking about when I call her Hubert. Uh, but, but one of the things Mind you, we are not much, on this show. She is very much so right in saying that the Bears are being placed at the top of a lot of people's expectations. if you A lot of people don't like seeing power rankings from everywhere, 
But one of the things that power rankings do tell you at the beginning of a season and throughout a season, they tell you what the expectations are. And the Bears' power rankings on multiple power rankings are in the top seven. Across the board, they're, expect, they're expecting the Bears to be up there. The only team in the NFC North that's ranked higher than the Bears is the Packers. So their um, Packers consistently have high expectations, but the Bears, they're saying, look, your offense showed us something. We expect your defense to be better. So you are going to be one of those teams that people are going to be picking at. It's, and they're looking at the NFC North to not be far behind the NFC West. Because everybody, like everybody expects the Niners and the uh, Seahawks to do great, and they're putting the Bears and the and the Vikings in that category. And similarly, where you can't leave out the the Cardinals and the Rams, you definitely can't leave out the Lions and the Vikings. Whether you think any of those teams are going to be good or bad, you can't leave any of them out. Well, see, that's the great well, thing here's, about. Here's, that's the great thing about you know about the, this sport is that it's so up for grabs at any time because anything can happen. You don't know who's gonna have you know a major injury during the year. You don't know who's gonna have a breakout season on this team. So for us to be as high as a contender as we should be, I I, I think that's a fair assessment. Especially you know like you said, we've for, for so long we've always been known for our defense. You know, the only time I can even really remember us being an off, uh, support, somewhat of an offensive team or, you know, even really focused on offense was the 85 Bears and they won the Super Bowl. You know, and that was thanks to, you know, people like Walter Payton and Willie Golden, you know, Jim McMahon, where you had those type of scoring weapons. And so you could have that balanced um, attention, if you will, to both sides of the ball. And it, I would really love for us to become a more offensive team that we can start putting bumps on the points on the board and stopping people because that's really what it's all about at the end of the day is how many I mean, points you're putting up on the board and who you're stopping. Well, that's exactly what they're aiming for this year. But we have a pretty, pretty, we're all from Bears country, so pretty famous Hall of Famer, Dan Hampton, had something that he wanted to say about Jay Cutler and the team. He definitely put it out there. He wants Jay Cutler to prove it. So we kind of grabbed a snippet of that from Comcast Sports. So, Mike, you want to let that roll so the people can hear how Dan Hampton really felt? The quarterback is an interesting situation, though, because a lot of people want to see Josh McCowan come back and back up Jay Cutler, but you're saying that they need to go younger. You saw what Seattle was able to do this year when you were able to, to function is a complete football team and not have a $20 million quarterback. Now, we saw, you know, Peyton Manning. He was very important to his team, but was he good enough to overcome a bad game and win it all? No. So you cannot hold your team hostage by signing a quarterback that is going to be paid somewhere around $20 million if he does not have the ability to win games by himself. Now, Jay Cutler, at this present moment, he hasn't beat anybody. Come on, think about it. He didn't beat Green Bay this year. When we needed him to win, we were unable to do it in the finale. The earlier game, Josh McCown was the one that beat Green Bay. So sooner or later, everybody's got to realize that you're only going to be as good as either your defense is or your quarterback's able to win when, when you put him in a spot. Jay Cutler, yeah, we understand that he has been de- basically designated and paid like a, a franchise quarterback 
but he's got a long way to go to prove it. Okay. I don't know if I agree or disagree. <laughs> I will say I will say that uh I'm looking forward to Jay Cutler making everybody keep their word, but even with me saying that, he ha- he does have to make people eat their word. I'm going to for- I'm going to enjoy him making everyone eat their words. And I believe that it's going to be hard for him not to make everybody eat their words because we have Alshon Jeffrey, we have Brandon Marshall, we have Matt Forte, we have Martellus Bennett. And when you have weapons he has like weapons. that, you better find <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. well, he's, he's had weapons. Exactly. He better find somebody else other than Brandon. I, you, Brandon's contract was really nice, too. I love the whole... When I said to write up the show me the money contract, I think Brandon has earned that. But I, Jay says he's matured, so we're going to see what mature Jay looks like. There you I go. Mean, but when you when you when you say you've matured as a quarterback and you're and you're giving up an opinion of yourself as I've grown some, in what ways? Had, we I, wanna, I really want to see don't. in what ways has he grown exactly. We don't, we will we will see. So that, that's <laughs> we're, not, we're not gonna have a J bashing day. We can we, say we, the J bashing day. Look, 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 hold on. I'm not I'm not bashing him at all. You know, I'm I'm not bashing him at all. You know, I'm looking at it from this. I'm I'm looking at his career thus far, minus all the numbers and all the stats, because that's all that's all fine and dandy. What I'm looking at is when you're on the field, how in charge are you of what's going on with your team and with your offense and putting points up on the board and overcoming adversity, you know, adversity when, when you, you, you and all intents and purposes are the chief, the commander in chief on the field. And if you fold and, 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 and you're not and there. And he's matured and he now knows it. So he's, he knows yeah, I want to see what yeah. he does. I'm really, I'm looking forward to it because the one thing I can say, he can play. I would not say he can't play. I've never questioned his play. That's why. I, that's why I don't. I never really get on his stats because his stats are there as a player. You know, I just really want to see him have have some heart and just go through a season and just you know. I, every time I bring up the word heart, I'm, I'm my favorite quote is from the movie The Replacements. You know, when the guys like um, asking um, the coach, "Well, what do you think it's going to take for them to win?" It's going to take a lot of heart. You know, and if and if and if he's matured and you know he brings the heart with it, I'm pretty sure that we'll see a Bears a Bears season. You know that all Bears fans can be totally proud of, and we can all get behind, and we can all say that's Jake Keller that we that you know that's worth paying twenty million dollars for. He needs to be here in this city, and we're glad that he represents us. Well, speaking of heart, since we, since we want to talk about heart, like Bears fans aren't the only fans that we have here. We have a few fans. Well, we have quite a few fans, of which I'm one of them, that we have our entire heart, lungs, big toe, everything embedded in this team, and we really hope that they have the heart to pull it out for us this season, and that's the Vikings. And even with opening, I guess I have to start it off this way, love what I've seen, just being able to peek into Vikings camp on the defensive side of the ball, and I will go into that. But I guess Vikings are starting off another season with the quarterback in, in, incident. Like, we still have the, the three-headed monster thing going on. We've got Teddy Bridgewater. I did backflips at the draft. 
So mm-hmm. my athleticism and heels, I'm good. But um, so we're definitely looking forward to seeing him. Loved him in college. I've loved him, loved him, loved him in college. So we're going to see the effect that he has. But to make this, to make things even more intense, ESPN analyst, and I love Ron Rossi to death. But he said our starting quarterback, Matt Castle, is just awesome. He's just the worst. He's the worst. My man is like, number 30 is not funny. You ready to laugh. And I hope to see what I'm going to say about the Vikings in their quarterback situation is they need to start Teddy Bridgewater on day one. I normally well, am we, not a fan of starting. we don't know start- if that will happen. It may. No, see, I'm just saying – I'm normally not a fan of starting the rookie right away, let him slowly get in there. But I think the Vikings need a clean break from that three-headed monster thing they had last year. They need a clean break and just start with start with something fresh because we know that Christian Ponder is not a good QB for their situation. We, no, think, no. we think Matt Castle can be – a good quarterback. Well, he's he, he's come in and he's saved a few days, so I I think he's an excellent. Right, but I think Matt, I think he's, I think Matt is a great backup. There are some I quarterbacks in the NFL that are great backups, and I think that's where Matt Castle is. He's a great backup, and since you don't, since I don't believe they have their great starting quarterback in Matt Castle, I think it's time to move on to the Teddy Bridgewater regime. Well, we ought to make sure I Teddy's ready. I mean, playing playing college ball and playing in the pros is like totally different. It's it's it's. I'm I'm a, I was beyond impressed with him in college. You know this, even though I'm the world's second largest, biggest Seminole fan, because I can't do nothing about Deion Sanders. I've tried, but still watching <laughs> in college, I, I'm beyond impressed. And I have seen like in many camps, I was like, okay. Not not bad, but we've got to really see how this works out. Yes, I've already got my jersey. Yes, I'm praying that he is the light at the QB position. But we have to honestly be honest. He's a rookie, and we have to see how he fits into the pace and the scheme of things when it's actual regular season. That makes well, a big see, not, difference. Not to put him in the same category as Peyton Manning, people forget Peyton Manning in his rookie season was horrid. Not even, not even close I to a good QB. <laughs> he was horrid. I didn't forget. And, and with that in mind, uh, I wouldn't say horrid. We're sorry. I will. Uh-huh. <laughs> at the time, he set a record for. At the time, he set a record for most interceptions in a season. Um, uh, Jay Cutler and Eli Manning have since broken those records. I was about to say. <laughs> Those records have yeah, since been okay. broken. Keep going. Keep going. But the reality is, I think it's a it's certain QBs need to, need to get baptized by fire. Uh, I think oh, we don't need to go is, another QB in the fire. No. The problem is the Vikings uh, don't need any more QBs. We need to get them out of the fire. Well, Andrew we Luck, Russell Wilson, and, and RG3 kind of threw a monkey wrench in how people view rookie quarterbacks. Um, and with these this this crop of young quarterbacks, and I'll even throw Cam Newton and uh, and Callan Kaepernick in that okay. list, and even Nick Foles. When you throw those in the list, people want Pro Bowl quarterbacks 
the day they set foot on the field. Okay, thank most thank QBs, you. Most QBs are not that. And so getting baptized by fire, is, it shouldn't be considered a bad thing. And and I think that's part of, part of it is the fans, but part of it is the organizations these days want, oh, the QB's not looking good, so we're going to cut them. Like, well, you only gave him one season. You were only giving well, we're one season. But we're in a microwave society. You guys so much a certain window to produce. I mean, that's just reality. Right. Whether I like the team, the QB, or not. Yeah, but if, if, but if the Colts took that attitude with, with, uh, with Peyton Manning, we would never have seen one of the greatest QBs become one of the greatest QBs. But they didn't bench him after one anymore. season. That's not, you know, it's, it's not – they're not taking an attitude anymore. I mean, how many players are cut and moved and shifted and forgotten about after one bad season? No, so, and, I, and I agree. But, but, but sometimes the Peyton Manning show. We can't spend all of our life on Peyton. I love him. No, I'm He's just awesome. using him as the example because I do believe Teddy Bridgewater should be in there on day one because it, I don't think Matt Castle is the one. I would, you know what I kind of think may happen? The, the Michael Vick. Nick Foles thing just just may. I mean, I understand why they're starting Matt. Matt's familiar with the scheme and everything that they're running. Even though there's a new coaching regime in there, Matt Matt Castle's got history. I mean, he's even played under one of the best coaches in the NFL. So I understand that. I understand his maturity level. I understand his veteran leadership level. I understand that. That would be crazy to not, as of today, have him as the starter. If Teddy Bridgewater works his way up to it, which, of course, I'm one of the people, I'm one of the biggest cheerleaders, so, of course, I want to see it. But as of today, I can see where they're going. I just, you know, Ron just said he was the worst. Like, the Janelle was fun. We should have been playing that because, I mean, I literally said he was the worst. So, I mean, way, do you have anything that you want to say? I respect Ron Jaworski. I respect Ron Jaworski like there is no other when it comes to QBs. But... His top tier, I completely agreed with. His middle two tiers, I can juggle those. His his bottom tier, I kind of have to agree with because he had four tiers. His middle two tiers, I you can throw those up and, and just juggle them. Uh, that's, but, but the Vikings are a whole lot more than just uh, their quarterback situation. They got – they got some things that they have done. Uh, they they beefed up their linebackers. They've added some more cornerbacks, and they said they want to build an entire team. I'm loving, and I've been a huge uh, supporter of their best acquisition was North Turner. Not ne- not necessarily saying just that he's a great offensive coordinator and offensive mind. North Turner's not the type of person that's going to call a play and everybody in the stadium and everybody watching the TV knows is going to Adrian Peterson. They're going to use the other thing, and he's going to catch some passes out of the backfield. He's going, mm-hmm. to, look more like, he's going to look more like Shady McCoy and Marshall Falk and, Marshall Falk, and, yeah. and Ladanian Thomas. It's going to be a nice. It's going to be a nice change up to see. It won't just typically be your, your typical handoff to Adrian. That won't be like the forty-six plays that we're going to hear the announcers and the, the comments, telecommentary just say <laughs> through the entire game. Like, you know, it, it, it's definitely going to 
allow these weapons to be more prominent. We're going to see them go to Grayson's more. Of course, everyone wants to see Cordell break out. Cordell ended the season last year. We have such high expectations in Mr. C.T. Flash. So we're going to see a lot more. I'm also very confident in, in the tight end position for the Vikings. It's that secondary. So, like, you have issues with the Bears secondary. I have issues with the Vikings secondary. Um, we already got one that started off on the top list. It was two. Um, with the acquisition let, let me of clarify. Monolin, you, you said something that was very key. I don't have issues with the Bears secondary. I have issues with the Bears' safety. Let's get that right. It was one. It was only one player he liked out in the secondary last year. He didn't like any of the safeties. So. And one person on the secondary stayed hurt. So it was just one person. At least you had one person. We just saw we when, when they got past the defensive front, we just prayed. Like, there's some people out there with purple, purple jerseys. Somebody stop him. Like, that was all we could do. Oh, but God. we got there. Smith back. Um, since Dale started on the pup list already. And so did Captain Mullen, which we went to get him. I was so excited about having him. I, I just, oh, man, like, how did you start off on the pup list with your hammy? But and I want to go this, with uh, might as well be. Um, another ver- another part of you all's roster. Don't start. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not cracking a joke. The, the sad thing is, some of you all's best acquisitions are on the pup list. No one. Okay. Thank you. Did you all have like three of you all's good players start you on the pup list? You said the best acquisition. Okay. Captain right, Yeah. Okay. We're going to rename our this year. That's it. I'm. I'm Forget it. I'm, I'm throwing the paper on the Vikings. You want to talk about the Packers? Let me make you happy. Let me talk about the Packers. All Bears fans love them. So we're going to move right into the fact that Jordy Nelson actually got his $39 million for the next four years with $14.2 million guaranteed, of which I feel he was worth every single penny. I don't think it was every I hate question. to admit it. He was okay. worth every dime. Every single hate. penny. It was no question when it came out, is Jordy worth $10 million a season? Yes. And that yeah. is, in my opinion, in the NFC North, one of the best one-two combos ever. I know you've got Cutler to to Marshall, and we, we got Stafford to Stafford Megatron. to Calvin Time. Oh, yeah, yeah but, but really watching Aaron Rodgers hit off Jordy and, and, oh, my God, the trust factor that they have is great to see. I believe he was worth every minute of it. Also, and I know you'll love this too, so we talked about Julius Peppers and where he would end up before the season ended, and everyone was like, oh, he's washed up. He'll never play again, at least on this end here. And the Packers picked him up, and I think the Packers are going to do great things with him. And he still was in the division. Ooh, it's scary. Julius was probably – I think the change for Julius is going to revive him. I think we're going to see some amazing play from him. Can't wait to see Clay. Sometimes all you need is a change of, scen- change of scenery. And I and think that's what he got. I think literally had he stayed on the Bears, we would have seen the same Julius Peppers that we saw last year. Being in I the same division, that's what a chip on – that put a chip on his shoulder. Plus, the greatest thing about him is he's on the same team of where you can't double team one side of the ball. You just can't. You, you double can't. team. You double team one side of the ball. Uh, it's more or less pick your poison. 
And no, literally, they can do that now with the Packers. I, I truly believe. I, I I know the Packers have always come from behind. They still some pretty big shoes. I have no doubt that they will be the strongest force to reckon with in the NFC North this season. I do no have doubts doubt about that, but that's I debatable to me. I don't. I don't. I like. I love their even their free agency acquisitions. I love how they put their team together. I love how the rookies are learning. I love the schemes that Dom Capers has tweaked and changed a little bit. I just like what I see from them. I mean, and then we haven't even gotten into like Eddie Lacy and I mean, I I really I like what they're working with. And ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't already know this, the head yeah. of the Eddie Lacy fan club is Cassandra. <laughs> That's if you did not I, already know it. I, I, I like what, what the man is, is, does on this field. The head of the I Eddie love, Lacy fan club is oh, Cassandra Hunt. I don't even know uh, if there is a such thing. I don't. Happy uh, for those who started one. If she was not a fan of the Vikings and Adrian Peterson, uh, the only running back in the league would be Eddie Lacy when it comes to her. <laughs> She she knows Adrian Peterson and Eddie Lacy. She has forgot about <laughs> LaShawn McCoy and Jamal Charles. They don't exist. No, I didn't. And I, I love Jamal's new contract. What did they do? And that's where I guess they do, but we, you know. Eddie, Eddie's like, he's. Reggie Bush he, is still in the defense and like, I am here. And that's hey, what hey. Jesus say. Oh, forget you. We're not. <laughs> I'm not talking about some quiet shit. Mr. White, you're awfully quiet back there. You have nothing to say. I am Mr. just sitting White here enjoying the conversation and laughing. <laughs> I'm privately laughing to myself. I do agree with, you know, as far as um, Jordy Nelson being worth every penny of the $39 yeah. million that they gave him. He has put up phenomenal numbers, and he has been so consistent. And... You know, as far as being worth, you know, worth the, the weight and gold, he, he's definitely that. Um, I, I also see, you know, Green Bay like I see Green Bay every year as being one of, you know, the top contenders in the NFL, you know, and unfortunately they're in the same conference as the Bears. But, you know, I've always believed that if you, you know, regardless of what level of, of ball you play, if you want to beat the best, you got to play the best. And, you know, I'm, so I'm glad they're in that conference because they give us a hell of a time each year. You know, and they it's, do. It's, it's, and, be a and, great, and I think it, this it, year it, is going to be definitely a hell of a time this this season. Oh, so yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. I mean, just just and you know, so I, I, I'm looking at you know, I, I, mentally. Damn. Yeah, I think I think this year around a lot of you know a lot of teams like because you got to think about it. Green Bay didn't make it last year either, so you know they they got they have to come. They're coming back with a vengeance with all of their pieces in place, adding Julius. But you know Cousins. what? You know um, what? The, the sad the sad thing was the fact that they made it to the postseason because whether Aaron Rodgers was fully healed or not, he was not going to let the Bears win. I don't care what. See, it could have been sixty-five feet of snow. And and sheriffs walked around and he was like, I don't give a damn. <laughs> I'm not, they not I'm going. We not going. They not going. And and yeah, so it's it's to to go from how they started, how they fell off. Interesting. 
how they fell off with, with his injury and to still come back and take this title. Mm. Like, the Vikings were out of it, so they, they, they have to, to rebuild. So the Vikings weren't the major competition in the win-loss column for that title. And we just knew that the Lions, who we're going to talk about next, were going to run with it. The Lions came out the gate, like, kicking people down, like, this division is ours. And then some kind of way someone in the, in the night sprinkled fairy dust on them, and they they – they didn't get it, but I would like for that person to never come back again because I really thought the Lions were going to go far. But the Packers pull it off some kind of way every time. I mean, they take you down to that very last second. They are on that field. They, the game is not over until they see all those zeros on the clock. They come out, they play, they play hard. And, I mean, we didn't even know half the people that they even started the season with, they lost a lot of key players, and you guys play Matthews getting hurt, and they still were able to pull it together and pull it off. They squeaked by, but they but, you know, still did uh, it. So, but the Bears got to level, that's what you expect, though. You know, I, I, well, if, you're, if you're big, the Bears got hit by the bug, but they just gave him a lot of money. No, no, I'm not even going to talk. <laughs> I'm just saying, the Bears got hit by the same <laughs> bug that the uh, – that the Denver Broncos got bit by when the Ravens beat them at the last second. You said it right. No, you have to no. play to all zeros on the clock. You have to play they to all zeros. They were looking for Michelle Sophia and everything. They was like, oh, the game is over. Um, no. <laughs> no. The Broncos, the Broncos got beat by the Ravens in the final seconds, and in the, the Bears got seconds. beat by... Bears got beat by them in the final second. And as much as I have been on Chris Conte, I can't blame it all on him. I tend to, and a lot of fans tend to, because the safety position is supposed to be the the fail safe. And that's a position that is usually a high-profile position. But literally, I can blame part of the offense, I can blame other parts of the defense. It never should have gotten that close. It should it, not have gotten it, that close. It, so that, that's it what just should have gotten that, that, that close. That says a lot for, for Green Bay, especially in the position that they were in. They weren't like the healthy, you, you know, they weren't like the greatest team out there. So that that does say a lot. I understand, the bit, and I've got people hitting me, but the Bears defense and the Bears. Okay. I mean, when it all comes so, down to it, it's 11 people on the field on both sides of the ball, you know, and what I'm hoping to really see as far as the Bears go is that they, you know, give Chris Conte some support. You know, I mean, you know, Tillman will be back this year, so he'll have that. Well, um, you know, we, we, we I, I think that if we can get, you know, plus if we get – plus we also got to get better on defending the runner. We're not good on defending the runner. It's not really going to matter at all. Right, and I think defending the you run. You know, so we have to be able to stop uh, the run. That... We be, I think the smartest thing the Bears did was draft two uh, defensive tackles, not just because. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Wait, time out. We were talking about the Packers, and we've got 20 minutes left, and we haven't even talked about the Lions. There is no way I am going to let you gentlemen sit up here and swing it back around to Chicago. This is not the Chicago show. Okay. If we're going to move on to the Lions, there's one thing that I have to bring up. I said it on Twitter earlier this week. How many people want to 
notice that Reddy Bush's new wife looks too much like Kim Kardashian. Like, we figured that out a couple years ago. What's your next question? <laughs> uh, I just wanted to point that out. Like, mm. well, yeah, you just married, you married your ex-girlfriend. That, not that's really. basically what he is. He probably has peace in his life. First Jenna ain't her mama. So <laughs> he might be okay. He might be all right. But, okay, so now that, and congratulations also to Reggie Bush and getting married. And, oh, my God, how did I get off the Vikings without even congratulating, like, Adrian Peterson for getting married as well? So, no, wait a minute. You can't call on. us out for not bringing it back to, for bringing it back to the Bears and you take it back to the Vikings. I was going to keep it moving. I was going to keep, that was just congratulations. I was just being cordial to those gentlemen. That was, that was a but short mention. I can take that. Yeah, thank you. It wasn't a whole paragraph. But to swing it back now, honestly, to the Lions. Um, the Lions started off, like I said, I mentioned a little while ago, they kicked down the door after preseason. Like, I swear, they've made preseason count. All you hear all year is preseason doesn't count. Nobody cares. And then they watch Lion games. Like, what the? Yeah, it might have to count. So, not they carry what they did in preseason right into the start of the season. Their defensive front was absolutely awesome, and is still being considered as one of the best, yes, on paper, Mr. White, because I know you're going to say it, but yes, on paper. They are the most talented. But they did. And I was going to say that next. They really are. And you can go ahead, Mike, and and finish my sentence. They're the most most talented team on paper. (laughs) (laughs) They're the most talented team in the NFL on defense. Their front seven is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But Mike has said it. I have said it, and you've said it. It won't matter if their discipline does not follow their talent. Well, that's the change yeah, I've I mean, already started to see. That's, that's, that's something that I've already started yeah. to see. They are becoming a lot more focused. It's almost like a, a little kid. Most Your average little kid is only going to do what your average person is only going to do what a person allows. And when, some, when the situation changes and the leadership changes, and, and parents are like, no, you can't do that. We won't be doing that today. It changes, and I, and I already see the change. I see a little bit of the structure starting to fall in place. I mean, we still have a dominance, and why? I mean, so Nick fairly has surgery like right now because they were, they were busy during the Super Bowl week. Or and Nick fairly didn't care. <laughs> I can't say well, that because he actually had the surgery. He has to cared, but... Yeah, well, I mean, I look at – I agree with you as far as the defense, you know, this year. Um, you can have all the pieces, like I said on Twitter. You can have all those pieces, but if you don't have anyone who's capable of taking them and putting them in the right scheme or making sure – putting the player in the right position so that they can utilize them, and then that once you become comfortable with something, then you can – then the discipline part of it is simple. You know, and, that, and that's, that's – Happened when they when they changed their their coach, that was an issue even going into last season about the discipline mm-hmm. and the guidance that the team had, and they they still hung on to their coach. So they actually made that change, and so the different structure that they're walking into, they they saw they got a taste of it. Of course, OTAs, mini camps, they met them, and now it's officially training camp. And I have peeked in, and I've been able to slightly see the difference. They're a little bit more focused, and I mean, I only got to peek in on day one, so we've got preseason games and quite a few more practices and they'll be in pads. But mm-hmm. just seeing that, that alone kind of sort of had me so like, okay, they have a totally different mindset that they're, that they're in now. They really 
see what they have, and they know that they've got another run at taking the Packers down. Right. Well, I think that it's going to so, be, um, uh, you know, uh, off off paper. <laughs> off paper, I think the Lions are definitely still going to be one of those teams that you have to watch for, um, you know, not just in the NFC North but in the league, period, because they yeah. have shown that they can win, you know, especially – I mean, you got to think about it. They had that one year that was just so horrible. And then to turn around, they had you know, a lot and, of years that and turn that turn the following year around, they had a yeah, but they had that one that was like, Ugh. yeah, they come back. Well, you know what I'm thinking about Indianapolis. I'm sorry, but you know, no, they, you no. know, but they, yeah, but Detroit hasn't always been been one of those teams where you be like, you know, they're they're going to win a championship or they're going to even win the Super Bowl, right. um, even with the 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 amount of talent that they've been been able to acquire throughout the history of the franchise. But here you are now with, you know, they've got the, the weapons on both sides of the ball where they can finally, pos- you know, start making, become, making themselves a contender for, you know, for the, the, the championship, which I think a lot of people will see because I honestly get tired of seeing the same, four, same two teams win the stuff every few years because, that, you know, it's like you can't be the only two best teams in the league, period. So you I would like could. to see, you know, Detroit get their, get their run. Away. Well, yeah, you could. <laughs> But you know, I would I like mean, to every, see. I mean, everybody know, starts the season at the top. You just yeah, exactly. Out. Everybody starts off. Everybody starts off. Oh, you know, zero and zero. You know, so it's all even. It's just about what you do throughout the season. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing. You know, what you know what Matthew Stafford can do and how they, um, you know, how he does it with the team and, and what their defense does. If they actually show some discipline. Now, what are you? What are your thoughts on that? On Matt Stafford right now, what do you what do you think of him as the quarterback and being the leader of the team? What are your thoughts on Matt? Uh, can Matt Stafford stay mm-hmm. healthy? That is the people talk about how great of an arm he has, but I think Matt Stafford is probably the most injury prone QB in the NFC North, even more so than Jay Cutler. Uh, Matt Stafford um, beyond okay. beyond. Beyond being injury prone, uh, beyond being injury prone, he also has to develop a relationship with his other weapons on the team. One of the greatest things about Aaron Rodgers, he has clearly developed relationships with people to where that if Jordy Nelson's not in the game for any reason, even if he's just sitting out of play, he's comfortable with them and they're comfortable with him. Uh, Matt Stafford knows one person's name, and that's Calvin Johnson. He barely realized Reggie Bush could catch the ball out of the backfield last season. Now, part of that was because Reggie Bush wasn't always healthy either, uh, but literally, Matt Stafford, when he's healthy, he has to develop a relationship with the other players on his team. Well, I think that he'll be able to do that, you know. I Wait think that. Time out. I, 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 time out. What is this going to say? That he didn't do what? What is that? That he didn't connect to him. He didn't it? develop a relationship with the other players mm-hmm. on his team other than Calvin Johnson. Where did you read that? Where did, you Where did I read that? I actually have <laughs> eyes. There's a thing called the eye test. But you don't know that. <laughs> I didn't read that anywhere. No, I said the eye oh, test. Okay. 
I'm not. We are supposed to be semi-experts because I, I, films, I, know, I saw some. I saw some spectacular plays and a couple save us yards to Reggie Bush and a couple other people. I'm just, you know, I was because you know Calvin was a little hurt, so you know he had to find somebody. Well, it's good also that they picked up Golden Tate so that they're not always able to key in on one side of the ball. Golden Tate is a, is a very good pickup for them. Yeah, he he is. He he definitely was. I just think um I think and also so you don't have to worry to about shopping. somebody getting pizza before the game. Oh, see, oh wow, no neighbors, yeah, guys. No, they, yeah, no, 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 no. I went there. <laughs> no neighbors, dad. That's awful. Mm. But you, I don't know. Somebody else might be hungry. Just don't do it while you're driving. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they let I, I, I think they, 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 if they are mentally, if they, if they are mentally ready, they can get it together. I love. That's another combination that I love: Stafford, Megatron, Calvin Johnson. It's absolutely awesome. So, but I want to. If if their maturity level increases, and I'm not asking them to be like rogue scholars or anything, but if their maturity level increases, then yes, they would be absolutely a, a, a serious force mm-hmm. the rest of the life is true. Like I said, not only in the NFC North, just in the NFC division, period, because that defensive front is definitely though. Mm-hmm. And if the O-line can, can, can hold them off for Matt to really get the ball off, it's, it's, it'll be great. So we got some competition here. I'm just hoping my boys turn out to be like a sleeper Cinderella team or something. But, oh, Teddy Bridgewater, I can't do this in there anymore, but I'm cheering <laughs> for you. So, you know, we we, we are we, – we got – this is – I really feel like the black and blue division is on its way back with, a, you know, a dose of offense, and then we're going to see a lot more offensive teams. We're going to rouse and, and different players used in, in different positions – a little bit more than normal, so I, I'm I'm excited about the NFC North. Mm-hmm. That's our thing, but of course there are key stories around the league that we have had a chance to touch on and bring up and has a chance to talk about in the morning meeting. So both Mr. White and Mike have pulled a few. So which one of you guys want to start? I just want to be happy that John Gruden has told his player in Brandon Merriweather, that if you pull some of those antics this year, you won't have to worry about the NFL suspending you. I will suspend you from practice so you won't even make it to the field. He basically has said, I will, he, he said the correct coach speak in saying that he wasn't aiming for the head. He was aiming to separate the player from the ball and the receiver shifted his body. That's what a coach is supposed to say. Every fan watching the game didn't believe that, and he was aiming for the head. But he did say, regardless of what the reason was, Randy Merriweather is going to have to lower his target because those antics will get us, will get him suspended, not long, only from the NFL, but from us. And that's oh, what I'm so I, happy I, to and see. I definitely do. I, I applaud him for that because that's serious. And that's serious, and that could 
caused major injuries, not only to other players, but to himself as well. I think, he, you know, that's, that's fine. You think it's cute. That's ridiculous, and I wish it would stop. And I'm, I'm actually tired of seeing it. I understand there are a couple you know, I, I think, checks that you really want to get in there, but it's it's been really bad. It, it, it has. I think that, you know, a, a lot of times, not, and having played on both sides of the ball, you know, a lot of times on the defensive end, we get so fired up and, and want to have a perfect kill shot from putting somebody out the game. You know, that it, it, that's the that's the mentality. But it's <laughs> I'm gonna hurt this dude because you know. But you know, and how many how many times are our it, players exactly. going to be like this dude right here, y'all for real? Before we just start, like before we bring back the Deion Sanders, Andre Rice, and fight, somebody get him. Like, that's, that's, like, literally, like, players are, everybody, they're tired. And he's like a little bad kid in, like, preschool. Don't nobody want to sit with you. You be in your own play pen because you're just ridiculous. And that's, that's starting to happen. I mean, I literally thought Brandon Marshall was going to choke that band last year. Oh, yeah, too. There are always going to be dirty hits. There are always going to be dirty plays. The ball comes to football exactly. is, is the exactly. rule of sport. But then sometimes he's just like, that's Come on, yeah, I think at, at at some point you do have to use your you know use your common sense and not literally go out to you know end someone's career. The bottom line is because I look at it like you know we as a when I played wide receiver in college, you know we would get we were taught how to chop block, and when you chop block a, a DB, that's not fun, it's not cute, and it hurts because that's at any time you can take blow an ACL, <laughs> take a, you know, whatever you want. There's a lot of stuff that goes on in football that you'd be like, okay, what? you know, but, but at the same time, you know, I would like for them to, you know, pull back on some of the hits, you know, and, and not be so deliberate. You can hit the, you know, put, put the tackle, you know, if they, if they were focused more on tackle and possibly they wouldn't what, have to what, worry about hitting so hard to put somebody out the game. Well, no, they're going to hit hard. That's what they do. But it's just a, 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 what he does is deliberate. And it's, it's, he was aiming for his. Like, right. I, still remember, I still remember when he was playing with the Falcons, the hits that he was given. Last year was bad. It was, it, last year is when it came to a hit. But leading up to last year, Brandon Merriweather has, I think, the greatest thing that, that John Gruden said is he has to lower his target. He was headhunting. And headhunting mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. just doing too much. I don't think most players had a problem with, with the, the fact that sometimes people hit each other head to head. But it was an obvious. Yeah, no, he was aiming. And, 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 and that's right. That, yeah, that, exactly. I mean, that's going to happen. There are plays that are going yeah. to happen. It's already or just a bad, clean play, but it was like he had a whole scheme. And, I mean, and literally what it looked like to me, and as a obvious. Bears fan, I remember this. It looked oh, like no. he watched a, he watched a, uh, a, a highlight reel of Mark Carrier. That's what it looked like. He said, I'm going to play just like Mark Carrier used to play. And he probably <laughs> forgot they, they, <laughs> they removed all – they made all those rules because of Mark Carrier. Because of him, right. I'm like, how long? Really? Oh, wow. Well, he tried. I swear tried. it feels like yeah. he watched the Mark Carrier highlight reel. I, well, he tried. It didn't work. But, you know, stop that. We'd appreciate that. These are from the fans who care. So <laughs> the next story – that you yeah, we, we we want you all to have long things. 
Um, the next big story um, of the week is Sidney Rice and retiring concussions and, and other things. He says he's got 27. The contract hey. here. Um, Seattle's like, okay, we'll bring you back for a minute. We get 60 seconds to play. And, you know, I remember seeing the tweet come across. He's one of my – he was a player that I've, I've really enjoyed watching. I mean, if nothing else, he was the perfect go-to get you out of a situation and possibly a touchdown, dude. And the, to the tweet, when he was like, okay, you know, I'll see you later with the SEA meeting. Okay, so he's going to, you know, head back to Seattle for a minute. And then breaking news everywhere, Sidney Rice retires at 27. So what do you guys think of his reason? And is that really a big issue? Are we going to see more players just throwing this towel before 30 because of concussions and other injuries because the game is a lot more intense? Like, what are your thoughts on that? I know I'm going away. But what's going on? Well, um... I I I um I think I, I agree with him. If if he's at the point to where he's played enough and the symptoms, the results of him playing, you know, are are the you know, are the concussions and it's making his life unlivable, I'd walk away from the game too. Why, why you know, yeah. at some point you have to I... really make a business decision along along with a personal decision, you know, in the regards to your well being and no amount of money is really going to replace your mental state. You know, you may have a doctor there to prolong some things, but after a while, you know, this is, the, the, those those effects that pretty, you have to live with. It's a serious. That's a, that's a serious deal. It's not. It's not. Yeah, it's not it's just serious. a joke around like thing, uh, a slight headache here and there. What is and the See, funny thing was the one game that I swore that I just knew he had a concussion in. Mike's favorite safety. Major right. Please don't throw tomatoes at me. Actually, delivered it. Even though Sydney Rice got the touchdown, my man was out cold. I was like, he was having a bread in there at the moment. But it, you know, it was <laughs> and it was ruled. Did <laughs> <laughs> she just slide that in there? <laughs> but and it was ruled not a concussion. But you have to have looked at that play and so many other plays and and just. God, these these guys take such it, it's such a brutal sport. So Sydney from Football Fan Rush, Man, Rush uh, Radio and Media, we wish you the best in, in your future endeavors and we completely understand why. I think his personal decision I think he was making a personal decision that I want to be able to understand what my kids say to me twenty years from now. I I want to be able to enjoy I'm seeing the fr- the fruits of life. Well, we definitely wish him the best, and if this is the best time for him to walk away, I mean, I thank the the, the the good games and everything that he's done between both teams, between the Minnesota Vikings and the Seattle Seahawks. So, and thumbs up to you. People, people are saying congratulations, and we wish you support and great support. One thing people forget: he can decide next year. I want to come back. So he can change it. If he mind. wants to come back, yeah. Well, well, yeah, you know, you can have breast fire syndrome. That's cool. But if he's going out for this reason. <laughs> you just throwing, you throwing jabs and darts at people to this morning. Did she throw it on the back? You got one on Brandon, Brandon Merriweather. You, you threw in a breast fire dart. But I'm, oh, well, God, we she's on fire today. 
You can have that, but you know, if you if you really walked away from the game because of this, and and the new crop of players are only getting then you would stay away. You would stay away from the game. Yeah, if you were like, I'm really confused. I don't know. I'm torn. You know, like one of those speeches that we've heard before. Okay, if you wanted to dip your toe back in the water, I could see that. But just you know, he really laid out on the line. Like I really don't. In, in the words of a friend of mine that used to play football, I think the last time, you know, Sydney saw somebody up there coming at him, going through his mind, he was like, it's got to be a better way to make a million dollars. Like, this is, oh, my God, he's about to me. And so I, I did it. He wants, <laughs> he, he wants to go on to other things. And so I would, even if he stays close in the realm of football or not, you know, I applaud him for what he was, what he said. And walking away from me, seven. I wish I could have walked away from my job at 27 with that much money. I wouldn't have even wrote nothing. I would have just put up a sticky note on my computer like, I quit. <laughs> Take on your stapler back. I didn't take any of the passcodes. I adhere to my confidentiality agreement. I have no forwarding number to call me. Thanks. Great. So he did better than I would have done. So we are down to three minutes. So Mike, and, uh, anything? I, oh, they, they, my, my, my fellow coworkers enjoy this thing called the Mike's rant because I go off on a tangent and really go in on something. And uh, this week, what I want to go in on are sports networks, and we talk about some other city other than Cleveland. Please, um, the week that LeBron James. Decided to come home. I was okay with most of the networks talking about LeBron James. Basketball was king. I understood that. But even when NFL Network was talking about LeBron James, I was like, are you kidding me? I was trying to turn the channel so I didn't have to see this. And, and Cleveland, Johnny Manziel Please understand, the man is 21. There are things that I would like to go back and not do at 21. But he's 21. He just happens to be a 21-year-old that's rich. Imagine what you would have done at 21 if you were rich. And I'm sure you would have to imagine that. <laughs> right. Well, I can tell you this. I no longer roll up 21. <laughs> There you go. We're not going to phobia because now. We're going to get that $20 bill. I have a phobia. I won't do it. You don't know which social media outlet you'll be on. It's okay. I'll just fold it up. With I, it just, I'm glad we grew up. In, I'm glad when we grew up, camera phones weren't the norm. These people, you know I don't know. You know, I'm, you know what? I don't know what my parents were age today. You guys, we are not like 50 years old or something. I don't, I, I'm sorry. No, we're all in our 30s. We're all in our 30s. <laughs> we didn't nobody need to know that either. All right, so thanks for listening. I'm not afraid of my age. I'm sorry. He's <laughs> just telling everybody. I'm not afraid of my age. Right. <laughs> Make sure he don't have the social security numbers. But thank you guys for tuning in. Check us out. We'll be on 
Twitter all day, giving you all of the updates coming in from us and various other media outlets about what's going on in training camp in the NFC North. So I'm your host, Kaz. we got Mike and our sound engineer, Mr. White. We will be back next week as we actually are visiting training camps, bringing you footage as well as a lot of pictures and real-time updates. So thanks for tuning in to Football Fan Rush Radio. See you next week.